0: finally been like just moving from one room to another room. This is like a, this is like a process that we're going through here. And it took me the last 30 minutes just to get the white balance right. For those of you that don't know, uh, white balance is, I don't even know how to explain it, but if it's not correct, it doesn't look right. Excuse the echo in this video too. We don't really have much furniture still in this house, but you know, we're gonna get through this, right? We're gonna make it work. So let's do this and killer intro in three, two, one. and welcome back to another episode of the Commercial Claims Show. Your host, Vince Perry, a licensed and certified public insurance adjuster in the state of Florida, Texas, and California. I actually just got back from Texas. They had the crazy winter storm. Sorry that you guys had to go through that. I saw some devastating losses, some devastated houses where from the outside, everything looked okay, but when you're missing your entire ceiling and your entire house, and it's caused severe damage to the interior of your home and the floor and the cabinets and everything, it's really difficult for these people to live through this. So I'm sorry that you guys are going through this. Please make sure if you are watching this video, call a public adjuster to help you. Uh, we've lined up a few claims over there. Uh, my company, Elite Resolutions, we were able to uh, to sign up a few claims out there and try to help these people out to get them the money that they need to put their home back together again, right? Uh, so make sure you're following us, uh, Commercial Claim Show, Commercial Claims Advocate on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Make sure you hit that subscribe button over here, over here. I forgot where we do it. Uh, Subscribe so that you can get our updates. Uh, We come out with a new video every single week. Every other week, it's basically a commercial claim show educational video like we're going to do today, or it's a podcast that we do. Uh, We've got experts from all around, from all over this industry, a really cool guest. Check out the last one we just did right here uh, with Ali. Uh, He's a really passionate attorney about making sure that homeowners and policyholders are being defended correctly. And that's what we do. So let's get right into it. So today I wanna talk about something pretty cool, Uh, right? So what I wanted like disclaimer first, disclaimer is this is is related to Florida, okay? I'm gonna talk about limits, days and limits that the insurance company has to respond and do different things that a lot of people don't know about. Policyholders, you definitely don't know about. And a lot of public adjusters, you may not know about it either. But it's it's important that you know all of these limits because fact of the matter is, you gotta call the insurance company out on it. You got to make sure that they're aware that they're supposed to abide by these limits. These are statutes. These are laws that have been written. These are bills that have been written to keep the insurance company on point, to keep them from not forgetting about your claim or underpaying your claim or doing anything that they're not supposed to. So as a public adjuster, I think one of the most important things is to hold the insurance company accountable to these limits. And that's what we're going to go over. But the reason why we have the disclaimer is that these limits are just in particular to Florida. Okay. Uh, Texas has got different limits. California has different limits. So what I really want to stress is that most states have limits like this. Not all of them. So again, disclaimer, not all of them. I know my buddy Matt Mulholland over in Georgia. He laughs all the time he's like well we don't have that stuff yeah and it, it, it's brutal it's brutal it's a, it's a much more difficult process but the fact that we do have them means that as public adjusters we need to take advantage of it take advantage of the fact that we've got these limits that we can call the insurance company out we can notify the state we can file civil remedy notices so you know keep that so this this is definitely um this is the, but I want if you're not from Florida I want you to pay attention anyway because there's a limit for a certain thing right so you need to go check your law um you need to to go check your uh, uh, Unfair Claims Practices Acts in your state. You need to check your Homeowner Bill of Rights in your state. You need to take a look at a lot of the statutes that they have, a lot of the conditions in the policy to make sure if you even have a limit for this specific thing, and if if you do, what's it for, or how many days it is. So, let's do this. So like I said, these are limits in Florida only, but I want you, if you're not from Florida, to take a look at your state statutes and your state Unfair Claims Practices Acts to see if these limits apply. For example, I'm licensed in in California as well, and we've got a guy uh, from our company, Elite Resolutions, that is... um He's a he's a adjuster for us out there in California. And before we started working together, I said, "Hey, let's take a look at the Unfair Claims Practices Acts out there to make sure that you know these people are, or are, are to make sure that they have, and that we know them so that we can hold them accountable." So we basically so we've got like a different now a list for California and all the statutes that we need to uh, we need to make sure that we hold them accountable to. So. Let's do this. Let's get this started. All right. So I'm going to go by, I'm going to go by number of days. Excuse me. I feel like it just always happens to happen when I'm doing a video, Uh, but that's all right. So 14 days, 14 days for any communication that is any communication at all. So whenever you talk to the insurance company, whenever you leave a voicemail, whenever you send an email, whenever you send a postcard, whatever it is, they have 14 days to respond from the date of receipt. The reason why I think an email is great is because you have record of it. It's there forever. So send an email and they have to respond within 14 days by the, by the Unfair Claims Practices Act, by the statutes to your state. Okay. Uh, here it's 14. I believe in Texas it's 15. And I believe in California it's 15 also. So, you know, make sure that you are, by any form of communication that you know exactly the amount of days for them to respond to you. And that goes for insurance too. It's not just public adjusters. It's insurance also. So, uh, 14 days. to respond to any communication. 20 days, 20 days for appraisal requests. So here in Florida, we have the appraisal clause as well as California and as Texas. Here in Florida, they have 20 days to respond to that request. If they do not, they are in big trouble. And make sure that you make them aware of that on day 19 or on day 21. Hey, we filed this appraisal request back on such and such on the 20th, on the 10th, and now it's the 30th and you have not responded. Okay, And I'm gonna tell you how you could call them out. I know I'm just sounding like, hey, they have to abide by them, but then what do you do if they don't? I'm gonna get to that at the end of the video. So 20 days to respond to an appraisal request. Here's a good one. 21 days. 21 days for what? So 21 days, in my opinion, is what's considered a reasonable amount of time. That's just my opinion. Some people might differ. Some people think that maybe seven days is a reasonable amount of time. 14 days is a reasonable amount of time. 10 days is a reasonable time. I say 21, and this is mainly for my initial request letter that I sent to the insurance company. I like to send an initial request letter to the insurance company requesting policy information, a full copy of the policy, any letters and estimates or any recorded statements or anything that is... Been done up to now that I'm taking, I'm involved. I say, look, I want you to send me this stuff, and I tell them that I want you to have this, uh, have this back to me within a reasonable amount of time or 21 days. Some people may think that's too long. Okay, I'm actually thinking maybe it's too long now that I'm saying it. But fact is, uh, it's up to you what a reasonable amount of time is. But the reason why I'm getting to 21 days is 21 days is also ready for this. The time that the insurance company has to contact you to resolve your claim after you file for mediation. Okay, so this is mediation. You file for mediation with the state. They've got 21 days in Florida to respond to you, to try to, to respond to you, to try to settle the claim before the actual time limit is up with the mediation. So 21 days to do that. Make sure that once that mediation is filed. I've got I've got construction going on. What are you gonna do? This is raw and unedited. We're gonna keep going. So they've got 21 days to respond to your appraisal request. No, what am I saying? 20 days to respond to your appraisal request. After you file for mediation, though, this is different. They've got 21 days to contact you to try to resolve and settle the claim. Okay. Um, Next one. We're gonna go 30 days. 30 days in Florida, once you submit the proof of loss, they've got 30 days to resolve the claim. They've got 30 days to make a coverage decision. They got 30 days to pay the claim and they've got 30 days to deny the claim after the POL has been submitted. So this is a great way that you could really fast track that claim. Make sure that thing gets a little bit, make sure you try to resolve this thing faster by getting a POL submitted as soon as possible. You get that POL submitted, uh, they've got, they're on a time clock. They've got 30 days to resolve the claim. Very simple, simple as that. Next one is 45 days. 45 days is for mediation, right? So mediation, uh, once you file and you re- request mediation, once you file and you request mediation, they've got 45 days to actually get into the mediation process, okay? It's 21 days to contact you to resolve the claim, but it's 41 days to, to actually go to mediation, schedule the mediation, and do the mediation, 45 days to do that. So again, if you're coming up on day 40 and no one's even contact you to schedule this mediation, well then, then they're in trouble. And you could see a lot of times, a lot of my mediations come day 30, 35, and we're trying to schedule it. Everything's trying to be scheduled before that 45-day mark. So keep that in mind. In Florida and in any of your states, there is a time limit for the mediation to be concluded from the date that you actually file for the mediation. And last but not least, This differs from state to state. In Florida, it's 90 days from the date that the claim is filed to resolve the claim in its entirety. The investigation process has to be completed within 90 days of the date that the claim is filed. Simple as that. So it's three months to resolve the claim. In California, uh, Texas, I think it's 45 days. Please comment below if it's different. In Texas, I believe it's 45 days. And in California, it's actually 21 days. But if they don't resolve it in 21 days, they have to have a reasonable reason to extend it the extra days after that. So it's actually a lot. It's a little bit shorter. So that's kind of cool. But, you know, you call them out on this stuff. Make sure you call them out if it's been day 80, day 85, day 89, day 91. Hey, you were supposed to make a coverage decision on this claim. Let's go. What else do you need? So... Let me give you some of my tactics and stuff that I do to try to to call them out on this stuff and some of the threats that I give the insurance company. So um, basically, every seven days, we follow up with the insurance company. And every seven days, we send them a letter saying, we provided you this, 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 and that. We had the inspection on this date. We did a recorded statement on this date. Whatever's been done, you, you name it on the letter. Is there anything else that you need to resolve this claim? And I do this after, I do this immediately after everything's been submitted. If there's nothing else that you need to resolve this claim, I want this claim to be paid and decided upon. I want your coverage decision to be determined within the next seven business days or not even the next seven business days, just within the next seven days. And I send that sucker every week, okay? Now, there is a tactic a lot of public adjusters use. You could wait the 14 days, not send anything in day seven. It's not really my style to 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 necessarily call the insurance company out, even though I do it all the time. It's just, I'd rather get the claim results. So let me follow up every seven days just to try to move things along. But if I follow up seven days later and I still have no response 14 days after the initial contact, well, guess what? Most likely... If I can see that they're really ignoring me, I will notify the state. So for those of you that don't know how to notify the state, this goes all across the entire country. Go to your Department of Financial Services website in your state. Okay, California's got one, Texas has got one. Or you go to the insurance commission. No, to the Department of Insurance, the DOI. Okay, go to the Department of Insurance. And usually, more often than not, you could file uh, sort of like a complaint with the state. You could file a complaint with the state. Um, and you just follow the directions. It's very simple. You just put the policy number, uh, insurance name, and you file the reason for your complaint. And you could easily say, based on this statute, that states they have to respond within 14 days, last contact I had with them was you know, 15 days ago or 20 days ago and they have not responded since. Let me tell you something, it really wakes them up and it wakes them up quick. So that's what I really wanted to get to is if any of these, if any of these limits or whatever limits you have in your state um, get abused in any way and go too long in any way, well, fact is you could notify the state of their mishandling of the claim. The last thing that you can do to really hit them where it hurts, and this is my last resort, to be honest, is filing a civil remedy notice of bad faith complaint. I don't know how it is in your state, but this is what we have in Florida. We have what's called a CRN, a civil remedy notice. And we are more than easy, we're we're more than welcome to file that. We file that with the state as well, but it's a little bit more serious. You really have to name your statutes that they are not abiding by, and you really have to state your case, uh, which is the way we do. You have to state your case as to why they are not, as to the reason why you're filing this bad faith complaint. It's a serious thing because once a bad faith complaint is filed, that actually puts them on another time limit of 60 days to resolve that bad faith complaint. So, you know, that's another way that you could really hold them accountable as well. Uh, if you really want to put them to another clock and a real serious one, file a bad faith complaint and it could uh, it puts them here in Florida, CRN, 60 days. Uh, we don't do that as often. We don't do that so often because usually... We just notify the state on one of these things or one or two of these things, they respond rather quickly. And the good part is that when they do respond, they usually want to settle because they know that they've dropped the ball. They know that they've screwed up. you know. And you know what? Eventually, if you're filing good complaints, like you're not just filing a complaint just to file a complaint, but you're filing legitimate complaints, you may get the reputation that you so want, which is this person doesn't screw around. Most of the insurance companies by now after doing this for so long, they know that, Vince Perry on a claim, all right, he's gonna he's gonna call us out on a lot of our BS and you know we have to make sure that we stay on top of it. So um I mean it doesn't happen all the time. There's a lot of insurance companies, a lot of adjusters, but every once in a while, uh I you know, they they know they know the deal, they know how we work at our company, and they know that, you know, we gotta we got to get it together to make sure that at least we investigate this claim because it's going to come every seven days. I've got the best assistant in the world and Tammy is on it. Every seven days there's an email that goes out. We've got templates of these emails that we provide in our course uh, of how we sort of structure these emails and structure these letters. Because besides an email calling them out on their BS, we may also send a letter certified uh, just to make sure that they that they received it. So it's, a, it's just another way that we need to try to hold the insurance company accountable because if not, up to them, it's just going to Going to take forever. They're going to drag the process along. And that's not what we want for our policyholders. At the end of the day, that's what we work for. We work for the insurance and we want to make sure that we're doing the best possible thing that we can do to get what they need. And also, like I said, it the more you push them, okay, the more you're going to get close to the full value of your estimate, which is ultimately what you want. You want coverage and you want to get that full value of your estimate or as close to it. So... I think that's it, that's all I got. Please excuse the fact that I'm in a different room now. Please, although you probably don't notice cause it's the same thing, but please excuse the fact that there might be an echo and please excuse the fact that there was like drilling and cutting tile going on. I feel like this process is never gonna end, but eventually it will. And I'm gonna like deck out the office. I might put some soundboards and stuff like that. So I don't know, it might be some cool stuff, but that's gonna be a while i have a feeling it's gonna be longer than i want anyway that's what we got guys subscribe to the channel please we've got some really amazing content that we've been putting together for you over the last year and a half i'd say and it's only getting better the claims game podcast go ahead and listen to it not only on youtube but it's also on google play or google google podcast on spotify and on itunes That's one of my favorite things to do. We come out with one of these videos at least once or twice a month, educating you guys. So go and look down at the appraisal process and how we read a policy and and what you need to know as a public adjuster starting out. Uh, We've got all kinds of stuff. So take a look. Uh, The best place you could really find is on our website, www.commercialclaimsadvocate.com where you'll have access to everything. Every time we post a video, we post it on the website too. So take a look at it, follow us. Uh, We've got meetups happening all over the country once a month. And uh, the next one I think we're gonna be doing is in Jacksonville in a couple of months, so stay tuned for that. But that's pretty much it. We've got the course too in April. Another course, guys, so get ready for that. Uh, the uh, Commercial Claims Advocate course, where basically I, I send you these letters. We talk about these limits. We've, we, we actually talk about limits throughout the entire country. And give you templates for my letters we've got a cool book that we give out that i've got over here but you know um that you get you become part of my private facebook group there's just so much going on i can't even like keep up with it sometimes but that's all i got guys follow along on all our stuff we'd really like for you to join us on this journey and that's it all right guys peace out have yourself an amazing rest of the week see you later